I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breaking news. Break me away. Sebastian Vettel is returning to Formula One. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pitstop. It's showtime. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pitstop. How are we doing? Hope everyone's having a lovely week. I don't know about you, mate, but I'm absolutely buzzing to just be doing this again. Like, you know, mm. <laughs> when you step away from something, we had a little, little break over Christmas. And also, you know, it's, it's sometimes there's obviously less news during uh-huh. this period of time. And you step out of it and you kind of lose track and you come back and it just feels good to just be talking about this again, you know? Yeah, we were a little bit rusty. So it's good to get these episodes out before we get episode season three fully you know, underway turboed and underway <laughs> and i do want to say thanks to everyone who's shown the love because yeah, yeah. we've had so many responses to all the clips that we've put out like all the content that we've been putting up you made a little youtube video that we went did, live we did we put our first like youtube clip of a normal pod episode up so if you do want to watch us it's on our youtube at pitstop please go show the love thank you to the listeners that have joined us for the start of what isn't quite season three yet and happy thursday how's everyone's day How's your day, mate? My day? Um, uh, I haven't done a lot today other than getting a few bits and bobs together for this podcast. Couple of notes, but we're going out this evening, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are going. For a very important business meeting. Including cocktails! (laughs) I'm gassed, mate, because I'm wearing this... Um, Ayrton Senna t-shirt it's a great t-shirt I've got loads of these right I've got Schumacher one I've got a couple I've got Leclerc Lewis Hamilton I, di- I lost all of them I had no idea where they were and they were all at the bottom of my wash basket well there we go you found it it's a cool t-shirt it shows how much I wash my clothes <laughs> they were just sat there for months <laughs> I need to do my washing don't really like doing the washing but it looks like it's going to be an exciting year for Pit Stop we have some exciting things coming up one may include us hosting something in February, which is kind of scary, kind of exciting. But Jake and Fab getting to try something new. It's going to be good. As you guys know, you come on this journey with us. We've always started just as a show in our flat, two mates chatting, and 
we might be taking it outside of the flat, mightn't we? Exactly, we are indeed. And speaking of the flat, I think we said this before, but we're going to make changes to, yeah, our, yeah. to our set. It's, we're in a, one of those predicaments where I'm sure none of you can actually relate to this at all, but <laughs> our living room doubles up as our set, so we have to make sure that it, it's functional as yeah, a living yeah. room. Like someone said to me the other day, why? Like you can tell that your flat is a guy's flat because it's just very like a guy's flat. Like if, you know, you can tell if it had Other a woman's- than the knickers that are hanging up over there on the washing line. Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell it's a guy's flat, but I think we do a pretty good job. Like if I was here on my own and we weren't doing pit stop and we didn't have to create this background, then this would, we lived here for like two years and it was just a blank shell. Yeah, no, I think, I think it looks good. The plumber came around. He loved the sim, didn't he? The he plumber did, loved, yeah. Everyone that comes in that hasn't seen the sim is always fascinated with the sim. We do have a problem. Slight problem. In the last episode, we may have kind of released allocation. Did you see the one person that, that sent us a message? I didn't. I didn't see that. We've no. been sent a message on Pitstop of someone saying, oh, so I guess you live here then. We've been doxxed. <laughs> I guess you live here. Look at the circle. Oh my God. <laughs> he knows exactly where we live. How does he know? What did he say? Oh did he God. actually say anything? Talk about knowing exactly where we live. Did he say anything? He said... Or was it just the photo that he, he said? He sent that and then he said, don't worry, I won't show up. I live in New Zealand, so too far for me anyway. All right. Degex Jansen. Show up if you want. We'll grab a beer. Fair play. Yeah, how about a race <laughs> in New Zealand? That'd be sick, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, I would love to go to New Zealand. I actually have some family there. Do you? Yeah, some fellow boys' family members live in New Zealand. No way. Are they friends with Marcus Armstrong? Uh, no, but they're very good friends with Marcus Armstrong's dad. Are they? Who isn't? <laughs> yeah, everyone. We all love Marcus Armstrong. He's dad, like the we? Prime Minister of New Zealand, isn't he? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Speaking of new tracks, mate, Ooh. don't you have a piece, of, a piece of news about a new track? There is a few pieces of news about new tracks. We spoke about Chicago last week and we have some stuff to talk about in today's episode about Madrid, Barcelona. But one of the big pieces of news which has come out today and people are speaking about it online. This is really big. This is big. Huge. Big, big, big. Patronus are looking at bringing back the Malaysian Grand Prix in 2026. Wow. Wow. Now, this has caused an amazing reaction online. It's caused an absolute uproar. I've obviously never watched a race from the Malaysian Grand Prix. It's not been on when we've been watching. Hmm. But a lot of people say they love it. And it's exciting because so many people don't want more street tracks. Like Madrid will be a street track. Chicago will probably be a street track. So I think it's quite exciting, the thought of them maybe bringing a track back to the calendar that isn't a street track. Was it not a street track? No, no it's a proper circuit. I have a little bit of information here. The Malaysian um, Formula One race went from 1999 to 2017 and then it stopped because of declining ticket sales and, you know, rising costs of hosting the event. But Patronus are looking to bring it back. Obviously, that's Mercedes, big link there. And Patronus is the biggest oil supplier in Malaysia, right? I would assume so. But how exciting would that be? A race in Malaysia, I 
can't even imagine what the track's like. I honestly don't know. But that is the current news coming out in Formula One. We may have a new track in 2026. I've never been to Malaysia. I've got no idea what it's like. All I can do is try and picture in my head what it's like. Okay. And, and what pic- you see? I picture a jungle. I picture vines. <laughs> I picture monkeys swinging from trees. Probably not the case. <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty on the same path. It's really hot. I'm picturing it being really hot. What I think F1 need to do is where they have these circuits in different countries, the circuit should embrace the country that it's in. <laughs> you shouldn't go to Spain and it just be a race circuit. You shouldn't just like, you know, you go to Vegas and it's in Vegas, it is Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Right? You go to Silverstone, it's just a circuit. You go anywhere in these tracks and they're just circuits. I want to see the country. <laughs> okay, okay, right. That's just made me think straight away. Give your example for England. <clears throat> what could we possibly do with Silverstone? Is there loads of fish and chip vans around the edge? A circuit round Buckingham Palace. <laughs> I want to see cars flying past Big Ben. I want to see cars flying past the London Eye. I want it to be British. But then it becomes a street track. Then they're in London. Or are they going to build that at Silverstone? No, you build like a small... Like, do you remember in in Hot Fuzz? Yeah, yeah. When you got the village. village. And then there was a model village. You could just recreate the model village. I would love that. So there's a Big Ben right on the corner of Maggots and Beckets. And then there's Buckingham Palace in the pits. You got the queen. The oh. drivers come out with the. Sorry, big- you got the king yeah. waving. Rest in peace. <laughs> you got the drivers walking out the front gates of Buckingham Palace before they come out for the national anthem. You have a guard standing there. Do you know what I mean? That's what they need. Instead of race stewards, everyone at Silverstone should be dressed up with the hats on. Yeah. The guards. Yeah. Like bring back the Formula One race in Paris when they're, they're when they're racing around the Eiffel Tower. Huh? Bring that back? Was that a thing? They've, I don't think Formula One has ever raced around the Eiffel Tower. No, yeah. Or was it Super Formula? What, one of them. Are you sure? That sounds like a I, movie to me, I mate. I promise You've I've seen it. Too I many promise. Films. But you know what I mean, though? Like, a race yeah, in Vegas, I do know it, what you mean. it is Vegas, and you get the experience of Vegas. Like, Monaco, I know it's a street circuit, but they could do that with... with they could build actual circuits. Like, build a circuit in the jungle. <laughs> I want there to be trees and and fucking snakes and lizards and shit. <laughs> People swing at Tarzan, swinging across the track halfway yeah. through vines and everything. Like in Qatar, just put the circuit in the desert. There's enough room. <laughs> it pretty much is in the desert, mate. Yeah, but it's still... it's still. <laughs> well, you want it on sand? It's still just like a circuit. I want people to be sat on sand dunes watching it. Fucking Aladdin's carpet ride. I want all of that <laughs> stuff. I think it'd be awesome. Right, if there's anyone from Liberty Media listening, Fab would like to come to the next board meeting and <laughs> offer his advice on what you can do for the new circuits. But, but, you, but you know what I mean? How, how cool would it be, though? It would be cool. It would be really cool. And we know Madrid might be coming with a street circuit, so you can opt your ideas for that. However, Madrid might be getting stopped already. Axed. Axed. Why is that? Not necessarily axed, but Barcelona are fighting back. They are indeed. As we thought they would. They have said they will do 50 million of renovations between now and the time that they're looking at the Madrid, Madrid street circuit to try and keep the Barcelona track. I think it's going to cost more than 50 million because they need a whole new fucking motorway, a new train station. Mate, I was going to say, an underground. One, one word of advice, if you're going to spend that 50 million quid anywhere, just build a road <laughs> yeah. from the circuit 
or a bridge or something or just do like private jet flights to and from the track <laughs> a big cable car anything uh, they the transport for me has probably got to be the main thing mm. they have to look at but the drivers say the track the drivers we've had on the show have said it's not the best race for the track anyway. No. So maybe I'd be interested to hear from the people listening. What do you think at home? Would you be excited about the prospects of racing in Madrid over Barcelona? Would you rather they spent the 50 million and we kept racing in Barcelona? Obviously, me and Fab have been to the Barcelona race, so it's a special one for us. But the in and out and the transport is just unbearable. And it obviously is going to get busier every year. It's not like it's just suddenly going to half in ticket sales, is it? A lot of people say they want Germany back on the calendar. Like mm -hmm. Germany should be there. I think Germany has to be there. It should be there, mate. I, I think we should be looking... I can see what a lot of F1 fans are saying when they're getting annoyed about these street tracks popping up and then they're not going back to some of these legendary circuits. I think that kind of makes sense. The only thing about the legendary circuits are that, you know, they're legendary. They were built so long ago. They can't facilitate these big F1 cars anymore. Mm, that's true. But... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think there's so many like countries and circuits popping up, which like, you know, there's going to be one here and one there. We're going to get to a point where there's so many circuits. They should do what football do when they try and figure out a country to host the World Cup. Okay. And every year, you know, you've got so many circuits now, just chuck 20 of them, 22 of them into a fucking bucket and pick it out and say... <laughs> And, and at the, I'm not at the, sure financially at the end of the that season, would work. It wouldn't work because money's all, it's, it's F1's all, about, all about money. But that would be really cool. I think F1, there needs, to, there needs to come a point where it's not about money and they need to give back to the fans and what the fans want because otherwise, you know, people are just going to stop watching if it's the same thing over and over again. Well, that's why they're trying to change it every year. But that's also why there's a big conversation around a lot of people High up people and drivers, we've heard it from a load of places, have said that there's a big gap for a new series. Loads of people have been saying it. And there very much is because, you know, if you could go back to smaller cars and you could create a successful series, look at all these tracks you'd be able to make the most of all around the world that currently aren't even being used. You'd probably be able to book them for like half the price. Do you think, the car, do you think the car should be smaller? Well, yeah, I do. I really do. I, we've come into this sport at a time where we've only known it really to be that big. Do you remember when we went to that Wings for Life event and we saw that Red Bull car for the first time? That was like one of the first cars we'd seen from that season in person. And we thought it was absolutely huge. It was massive. Yeah, they are. They are so big. And then you go to like the Red Bull factory and you see all the years of the cars and mm. then you compare the current car. It is so much bigger. It's abs ridiculously bigger. I'm sure the majority of listeners have seen an F1 car in real life. But if you haven't, it really is so much bigger. And I think if they could go back to smaller cars, it would open up so much more. Karun Chand Chandrock. Chandlock? Karun? <laughs> Karun Landlock. <laughs> Actually came out today in the media and said that he thinks it's <laughs> stupid how big the cars are. Yeah, it is. And, and one of the main reasons is because they need to go to 50% electricity, 50% you know, engine. Mm. So her cars have to be bigger, but he wants them to go back to V8, V10 engines. No, I said and this, it's like, it's like clown shoes. They're way too big. Mm. Way and too it, big. You can imagine they're quite hard to actually race and overtake in. They're just not like nifty and swift enough. Like imagine you're go-karting and you're in a massive go-kart. You just wouldn't be anywhere near as comfortable to, yeah. do the, uh, to go up the inside or go around the outside. Yeah. So I think, yeah, they definitely should look at smaller cars. But look, we're here saying that they should have Tarzan swinging across the track. So they ain't going to listen to us. I don't think it's a bad idea, mate. They I ain't really, going to listen really to don't. us. Breaking news. Break me away. 
Sebastian Vettel is returning to Formula One. I don't really know what to say. I feel like this might be clickbait. It's breaking news, mate. Okay. Where, where All I'm we... doing is I'm finding out the news online and I'm telling you what okay, it is. Okay, okay. I haven't made this up out of thin air. Maybe I'll fabricate it a little bit. Fab, you literally did fabricate <laughs> it. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel posted the number 10 on Instagram just today. It's a carousel post and the second photo is him in a Red Bull suit. Now, I know what you're thinking. You may be thinking it's been 10 years since he left Red Bull. It's a 10-year anniversary. That's why he posted the number 10. What I think, (laughs) and what a lot of people in the comments think, is that Sebastian Vettel is returning to Red Bull this year and taking Sergio Perez's seat. What do you think about that? Right. Can we please get everyone in a room along with you that thinks that that's happening and just slap them all in the face about 10 times? (laughs) Fab, that's not... I I like the idea. I think everyone would love Vettel back. A guy, can a guy not dream? Why, why do you have to crush my dreams? God, I think we dream enough, mate. Show me the picture. Okay, so it's a picture. It's a ten. There's a picture of a ten, and then it's him, a young oh, Sebastian yeah, mate, Vettel. That's definitely him coming <laughs> in back. The to Bull. Bull. Yeah, but read the comments because this proves what everyone wants. Top comment: four thousand eight hundred likes. It would be crazy if Vettel comes back and replaces Perez. Please, 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 please come back. We all miss you, Seb. That's why Sebastian Vettel is the greatest of all time. Confirmed, Sebastian Vettel returned. Yeah, so 166 <laughs> likes, yeah. bro. From Nick underscore EO7, a picture of a duck as his profile photo. Are we, are we running with that as real news? And then someone else has said Audi 2026. Now, don't forget, when Sebastian Vettel left Formula One, he did say that he could picture himself coming back. Yeah, don't and there's me been wrong, he might. there's been all these little rumors, mate. Everyone wants it. I don't think he's done with the sport yet. I really don't. I think he's done with Formula One, but I think he'll go back racing. I don't think he's done with Formula One. Well, I hope not. Where else? Where else would you see him? I think what, he goes Formula E or something. Formula E. He just he, he like is good got, for the planet. We know they've he? got money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's just doing it for the pay packet, then fucking go to Formula E. No, fine. he's good. He's a good person for the planet, and Formula E is seen as a good thing for the planet but i i do think it's so key to remember that they're very different and i don't want formula one to go anywhere near formula e like i don't think formula one should become all we're electric we're you know saving the planet i'm not being funny we've spoke about before but i have the stat right here just to remind everyone all the cars in all race weekends combined over a whole season produce less emissions than one flight from London to New York. So... Formula E? No, in F1. Oh. One flight from London to New York creates more emissions than all of the cars on the track. Now, obviously, you have all the cars flying to places. I wonder how many flights there are from the UK to New York a day. Exactly. That's where I'm going. Mm. Like... And Formula One's such a massive sport. I don't. I think there has to be a limit with how much we turn it into, like electric. Funny that you're talking about that because I was googling the other day, just randomly at night. So you know when you're at night, you're laying in bed and all those weird thoughts come. That's to when head. I'm usually googling. I've got a pain in the right side of my body, and it tells <laughs> me I'm dying. Yeah, you are going to die in yeah. three days. <laughs> no, I was googling like, why don't we have electric planes yet? And I think the answer is because the batteries are too heavy. Would you feel safe? In a, on an electric plane? I wouldn't want to be the first person to fucking test it. I don't feel safe on a plane anyway, let alone an electric plane. No. A solar 
you're closer to the sun on a plane. That's so I mean. could they be solar powered? Well, yeah. I mean, in theory. But in what theory. if you were flying on a cloudy day? What <laughs> if the sun didn't come out? just going to fall out of the fucking sky. The sun doesn't come out on that day. But on a level, though, Sebastian Vettel, I would love for him to return. Where would you like to see Sebastian Vettel if he did return to Formula One? Mm, let us know. Hopefully he does come back in one way or another. I'm sure he'll come back as something to do with a team or I still think he should just become head of the FIA. Well, there's also rumours that he may be in line to be one of the team bosses for Andretti when they join. Well, that's interesting you said that because I actually have a little something on that. The person which is number one in line is Otmar. Otmar Safnar. Otmar could be coming back to the sport with Andretti. Obviously, they're still trying to get their full go-ahead from Formula One. But he is one of the names that is right up there. And we're going to have some big changes. So it's quite interesting to think. When you have people like Gunther leaving and you have Otmar leaving and Bonotto. Bonotto. Is it Bonotto? Bonotto? Yeah. Is currently out of a job. And you have teams like Andretti, Audi. These people are going to need teams. It's funny because I just read about Otmar, actually. Did you? Yeah, it was because he was sacked. We know he was sacked. I think it was announced after the Belgian Grand Prix yeah. last year. I say I think. I definitely just read it on Google. There's no chance I would have remembered that. You also read that Vettel's return as a rebel. Though, so anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible, mate. Especially when you do the Pit Stop podcast. But he was basically saying, like, he he released, like, some some news saying, you know, he was sacked, but it's because he wanted to, he had all these plans to change the team and make it better, mm. but there wasn't enough time. Basically, the, the, the people who own the team, you know, he, he came in with a full plan, you know, we need to hire these people, we need to make changes internally and, and do this, that and the other. And they basically just said, look, we ain't got time, mate. We, 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 don't, we don't care yeah. what you've got to say, there isn't time. So, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of what happened with that whole thing and, and fully why he was sacked, but I think his intentions were pure. And he just didn't get given the chance. Mm. It's a tough one. I mean, any team principal is going to go in with a plan. And yeah, they only have a certain amount of time. But that's what it is. Before we move on to the next thing, I want to give a shout out to Danny Middleton for potentially leaving one of the best comments I've ever seen on our YouTube ever. And now I have a little question for you, Fabs. This is something, a brain tickler. Oh, this is something Christ. for the people at home to play along with. It's just one question, but I want to know who you think. Fire. Right. If all the F1 drivers had to take their maths GCSE right now, who do you think would score the highest? Top five. GCSE? Are we, yeah, but are we talking like the English GCSE? We're going to do maths GCSE. <sighs> so we've took our maths GCSE. I took foundation paper and got a C. What did you do? I got a B. What, you took higher and got a B? Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I had to so. take foundation because I got a D when I took higher. So they put me on foundation in hope I get a C. I took, I was meant to do double English. Like, what's, what's not Double found? English? I was meant to do higher English, but I, I... You were in the smart classes, weren't you? No, not quite. If it was split into three tiers, there was like the, the bottom class, you know, full of idiots. And then there was the middle <laughs> class. And then the class of all the smart people, I was in like the middle one. <laughs> But I, I, my projected grades yeah. were like B's and A's and I got a fucking C in English. Let's go. But I took my test early oh, and my English good. teacher was like, Fabio, you only got a C, your target's a B. So you have to retake the test. Are you actually going to revise <laughs> and take the test and get a B? And I looked her dead in the eye. I said, Miss May, I'm absolutely not going to try <laughs> any harder. She said, don't worry then, just don't come in for the rest of the year. So for, well, the last, for the last eight months of, the, of, my, of year 11, I just didn't have English. Wow. Yeah. Well, check that out. There may be some people listening who have no idea what foundation is. 
in England in the GCSE thing we do for tests and exams. It's what they give to the people that are going to struggle to get a grade without having a bit of help. <laughs> so that's what I had. For example, when I took my tests, there was people on there working on laptops and all that stuff. You don't get away with that in normal Not anymore, no. exams, do you? To answer your question, I, I would say... I think Valtteri Bottas seems like quite a calculated bloke. Mm. Now, I don't know whether it's just because he's quite quiet and maybe, you know, all the smart kids in my class were quiet. Yeah. But he seems quite smart. You know, Guan Yu Zhou. Yep, you, I actually you, have Bottas and Zhou. Yeah, the Ch Chinese, you know, they're very much about, you know, academic studies and, you know, completing school and getting out of the way. So maybe Joe would be pretty good at GCSEs. Yeah, I, I couldn't put Lando there. I, I don't think Lando knows what the Pythagoras' theorem is. I, I feel like La that's very him. Lando was the kind of guy in school who would chew up the paper and <laughs> spit it at the back of someone's neck. I mean, I used, I used to do that. I know he would have been the same. I couldn't put Lando there. My top five for who I think would get the highest result in a maths GCSE was Alex Albon. I think he'd get yes, the most points. Yes, He's so educated, man. Bro, he, he was such a teacher's pet in school. He you absolutely know was. Sure, he was yeah. like staying behind after class, <laughs> getting that extra, asking the questions. Robert, he's such a lovely guy. Of course he would have. I've gone Alex, Yuki, Joe, Russell, and Bottas. That's my top Again, five. Yeah, for sure. You know, Russell was licking his teacher's yeah, ass big time. For sure. Alex and Russell never got any behavior points in school. Never. without doubt they never got any genius but most of these guys they, uh, i think they went to boarding school didn't they i think or private school I which think, is something yeah. that you and me can can never ever connect with and are. it's funny because most of, most of the people that we've met since doing this they all come all have come from, from that great backgrounds great families you know i w we were struggling to get f have fucking toast on dinner when i was a kid my mum couldn't afford anything yeah. i went to a shit the school that we went to was like a zoo Mate, literally in my first week, the police were there for that attack that had happened on the stairs. Yeah. Conkers were getting thrown across the playground every day and just smacking people in the eye. It was there just was, dangerous. There was unknown substances being smoked on the field. That's for sure. Yeah. I think some kids were even coming in drunk. It, <laughs> really, it really wasn't... Uh, you couldn't call it a school. What I found hilarious about our school was the fact that they introduced the uniform of blazers, ties, like uh, the smartest uniform you could possibly give to a yeah. school for an absolute shit show of a school. Do you know what though? Our school has <laughs> changed since we've been there. It has changed. You can't leave apparently. Like I've, I've got friends who have got like young, fence, younger no? brothers and sisters. You can't make they've made the fence higher. They've I've got younger like friends like you know like James obviously had like a younger sister Millie. Yeah, and, yeah. And even other people like they've they've got siblings who still go to that school used to go. And apparently they were like closing the like they were fencing everything off. You couldn't get out like between lessons. You couldn't walk through the playground like they had. They were yeah mental. God, they're locking locking everyone up. I know. I do want to say, mate, our last pod. One of the things that we spoke about and, and, and one of the, the fun segments that we did was called F1 Facts That Sound Fake But Are Actually True. I very much enjoyed that. What, have, you, have you got another one? Well, it seems like the people at home quite liked it. The, the, the clip did fairly well online. Yeah, yeah. So I want to try and make it a regular occurrence now. But rather than cram loads into one pod, I'm going to try and do one every pod. But also that gives the people listening, all of you, a chance if you have a fact or you hear something... You can send it in to us and yes. Fab will go through and pick one every episode. If I think it's crazy enough, I will. Yeah, well, so without further ado, F1 facts that sound fake, but are actually true. Okay. Okay. What you got for me this week? This one's about Gene Haas, mate. Okay. Do you know much about Gene Haas? The guy that fired Gunther. 
Yes. He only ever exists on the phone. That mate, and there's a reason for that. There is a big reason he for that. He doesn't exist, does he? It's I, a fake person. I do want to say he was like the star of Drive to Survive without ever even being on Drive to Survive. No, you don't even know what he sounds like. Does he even exist? He, he's almost as if he's like a, he's, he's like a mirage. He's not even <laughs> yeah, real. He's not sure. even there. But why is that? Are you going to tell me? Gene Haas spent 16 months in prison for tax evasion. Oh, is that why we never hear from him? <laughs> That's why Haas never have any fucking money. <laughs> Because he's fucking just keeping it all for himself. <laughs> right, in 2006, Gene Haas owned a NASCAR team called Haas CNC Racing. Okay. Did you know that? No, I didn't know I that. I didn't know that either. He was found guilty of owing the government over $34 million. Well, that's a fair amount of money, isn't it? Yep, yep. And he actually had to pay back the government $70 million, more than double. Wow. Which I don't get, because if you're... That means he made a lot more than he's done them figures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of money being thrown under the carpet there. We just did our tax our tax recently, didn't we? Yeah, we did our best. It came to the end of the tax window, and, like, there, you know, there's costs and stuff. But, you know, you can't evade taxes. You can't do that. No. It's a bad thing, and you will get found out. And Gene found out the hard way, <laughs> okay? I haven't got 70 quid to pay back to the government, let alone 70 million. <laughs> But because of this, right, you know, you, you might be wondering, why do we never hear about Gene? Why is he always on the end of a phone? Well, apparently be because of that, because he went to prison, he's now, you know, essentially a, con a convicted felon. So there's restrictions on his visa. He can't fly to any of the races. He can't be at any of them apart from the American ones. Wow. That's why he's always on the blower. Fucking smash door. door. Fucking hell, Gene. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> there's a reason why, because he's not allowed to leave the country. That's crazy. That's actually true. Yeah. What an amazing segment you have introduced to the pod. I may have read it from a TikTok comment. Have you fabricated anything? Uh, I haven't fabricated <laughs> anything. I've just gone off. Well, it that's was, my new favorite thing now. <laughs> that's, that's staying. It was a TikTok comment. I did a bit of research. It is what it is. If I'm wrong, then, you know, it's pit stop. It is what it is. Okay. Wow. Very and, interesting. And that concludes the end of F1 facts that sound fake, but are actually true. You had another good segment in the last pod. You told everyone about Charles Leclerc's contract. Yeah. And in reply to that, everyone was saying, well, what about Max's contract? Because we were blown away by the stats of Charles Leclerc, how much he's making. So I got Max Verstappen's contract. I already. You know, the, the real one, by the way. I already know this is going to be disgusting. Mate, it's absolutely crazy Compa compared to Leclerc's anyway. <laughs> Max Verstappen earns £43 million a year on a five-year contract, which is £215 million until 2028. Bear in mind he lives in Monaco, so he pays absolutely no tax. That's £3.5 million a month, £117,000 a day, 487, sorry, 4,875 pounds an hour, 81 pounds a minute, and one pound 35 every second. 81 pounds a minute. I used to fucking dig holes in someone's garden in the pissing rain for 60 pound a day. <laughs> this guy's making 81 pound a minute. He can play a game of FIFA, mate, come off and just buy the most amount of packs he ever wants. 
You don't know what that is. You don't play FIFA, but he'll be buying I know a lot what of a packs. FIFA pack is, mate. Yeah, Max I know will be what it is. I know that you spent a lot of your mother's money on it when you were a child. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> and she knows it as well. She you made right? the mistake oh, no, of putting her card on my Xbox subscription. So if I needed to get a couple of packs every now and again, it was just a hopefully did, she doesn't see that. Did she put the card on the Xbox subscription? Or did you take the card? <laughs> that sounds and- like fraud. That sounds like fraud. <laughs> don't go there. Who will replace Lewis Hamilton? This is a big question I wanted to talk about in today's podcast. I saw an article of Toto Wolf talking about one particular young, exciting driver. So I went away, did a, bit of, did a bit of research, and I wanted to ask you, if you had to pick three drivers right now from either F2 or on the current grid, who do you actually think might replace Lewis Hamilton? Because Hamilton has said that he may take a sabbatical, which is a year off. Obviously, if Mercedes don't perform this year, maybe he'll take a year out and come back in 2026 when the regulations have changed and then go for his eighth world title, which might make complete sense. But then Russell would become Mercedes number one. They probably wouldn't hire anyone older than Russell. So who do you think would be a perfect person for Mercedes? For a start, that's kind of unfair on whoever takes the seat because they will, they will be joining Formula One knowing that that seat is going to be taken away from them after X amount of years, even if they perform really well. What, the do you the, think Lewis would come back and take the seat again? I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I don't really see him anywhere else. True, I didn't even think about it that way. I thought maybe Lewis just goes to another team. So it would have to be some, you know, mad kind of deal. But I mean, Lewis has the power to do that. You... You can't exclude Fred Vesti, yep. Formula 2 vice champion. I believe he is the Mercedes... Yep, he's in the Driver Academy, yeah. Mercedes Driver Academy. He's obviously number one in line. Um, you asked me this before to get three drivers, and I didn't get any. But Fred Vesti's definitely one Fred of them. Fred Vesti was definitely one of mine. Well, I'll, I'll give you three then. Ollie Caldwell? Ollie Caldwell is, I've heard, number two choice, but he's very busy right now. Yeah. Growing his hair back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he shaved all of his hair, which I think, by the way, looks sick. Yeah, Ollie Caldwell does look sick. Give me your three. Well, the reason I even brought this up is because we haven't spoke about him much on the podcast, and I have to admit, I don't know loads, so I did some research. But Ollie Berman's teammate in Formula 2 next year, Kimi Antonelli. He's currently only 17 years old. He's been with Mercedes since 2012, since he was five. Wow. What Which is fu- absolutely crazy. What was he doing at five? I guess karting. I couldn't even wipe my own ass at five. <laughs> I don't even remember me. I think I was pissing in cupboards at five. <laughs> don't know why I've just said that on the internet. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, as a kid, I struggled to find where the toilet was, right? Potty training was harder than you think. Um, yeah, he's lining up with Ollie Berman next year. Kimi won F4 in 2022. In 20 races, he got 13 wins, 15 podiums, 14 poles, and he was only 15, which is absolutely crazy. And to be stepping up into F2, he's going to be one of the youngest drivers on the grid next year in one of the best cars. And Toto Wolff has said Kimi stepping up to F2 is a massive step for him at such a young age. But a lot of people reckon that Kimi has gone to F2 this year because, you know, like I said, everyone's in the same car. No one has an advantage, really. It's a Mm -hmm. new F2 car. Mm -hmm. I think if Kimi wins F2 this year, he'll replace Hamilton. I think straight into that seat because his record is crazy. He's literally won everything he's been in. 
since winning F4. One of the most amazing records I've seen. So him and Behrman is going to be quite an incredible battle. What I will say is, I've just thought of another one. We've always said that Alex Alban yep. needs to be at a better team than Williams. Williams, sister team to Mercedes yep. in a way. If anyone should maybe take that seat, you know, we know that he was at Red Bull. Maybe Alex Alban should have a go in the Mercedes. We know he's an amazing driver and it isn't going to be fucking Logan Sargent, that's for sure. <laughs> I was absolutely so. going to say Alban is one of mine. I mean, he still has the links with Red Bull, which might make it a bit difficult. I'm not sure like what his contract looks like. Driving for Williams, you'd assume he's kind of cut most ties with Red Bull. But, but he's then he's at every Red he's Bull event. He's always at the Red Bull events, yeah. And, but that's, maybe that's just a friendly thing. You know, he spent a lot of time with that team. and Yeah, he and always speaks positively about them. Relationship there. And I think a lot of drivers, you know, they, they wouldn't be interested in attending these events, but he actually wants to go and do it. So Yeah, Albon was, my, my three are Kimi Antonelli, mm. Frederick Vesti, yeah. and Alex Albon. They're I, the three that I think could take Hamilton's seat. However, I think we can't completely brush under the carpet that Russell's going to stay. I think Russell had a bad year last year. I know that car wasn't great. You thought he had a bad, bad year? Russell didn't have the best year last year. It wasn't the best year, but it wasn't the worst But he's got to perform. Do you know what I mean? Russell isn't just going to have a guaranteed seat. We're, we're predicting this. Lewis, isn't, Lewis might leave at the end of the year, but if Russell goes and has a dreadful year, there's always the opportunity that someone could take his seat as well. I mean, mm. it, no one's completely safe, are they? No, no. I mean, we, like, like we already know, there's all these uh, contracts coming to an end at yeah. the end of this year. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Russell, Russell's a great driver. You know, he looks great. He is a great he driver. looks great. He's grown his hair out. He's got these curtains, which I'm, I'm a fan of. I like the <laughs> curtains. He's taken a leaf out of Oscar Piastri's book. I, I think Mercedes would have gone in for Lando if it was possible. But that is completely gone now. I think mm. Lando is at McLaren through and through. Unless they're absolutely shit. And in which case, we have blown it because it's all over the internet that we've said McLaren are going to win the construct. I don't, so. uh, mate, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm a man of my word. Whether I believe it to be true or not, if I've said something, I will stick with yeah. it and I'll ride it no, into we, the sunset. I, imagine, first race weekend, McLaren 1-2. I swear to God, you guys on the pod better get ready for that after-pod <laughs> review because we will be going absolutely crazy. <laughs> Breaking news. Oh, Ferrari have announced that they have entered the world sailing competition. The search for maximum performance at sea will generate innovations and concrete solutions for st sustainability in line with Ferrari's tradition. How do you think they're going to get on at sailing? Fucking sounds boring to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to say that. No, it doesn't sound well. How I do don't I know think much about sailing? Ferrari will get on in sailing. Are we talking about? Are you talking about sailboats? Or have they got engines? I think they're actual sailing boats, mate. They're, and it, it says they're doing it for the evolution of sports cars. Apparently, it's going to help them. What, so, like, in three years' time, you're going to see, like, an F1 car with a fucking mast <laughs> and a sail that. on it. I don't know. And you're going to see the F1 drivers, like, try to pull the ropes and shit, no, trying to get maybe, around a corner. <laughs> maybe it could be something to do with, like, a water-powered engine. A water-powered engine? I don't know. I've always wondered that, though. Someone, someone's invented one before. Yeah, why is it not a thing? Because there's so much money in oil. Yeah, exactly. But oil's running out, mate. 
It is. So someone's got to be ahead of the game. And, and I know you've got electric cars. If and there's that. one thing that isn't running out, it's bloody water. All right, there's exactly. enough of it in England. Okay, so enough. we may just be the Pit Stop podcast, but have we just said something very clever there? Who knows, mate? And maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe there's certain scientific things they can get, or maybe they're just doing it so that they can spread a bit more tax over there. A bit like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, to yeah. be fair, probably. Start up as many different little things as we can. Valtteri Bottas has announced that he won't just be competing in Formula One this year. He's also entering his first cycling, cycling race. Yeah, well I didn't done, know Valtteri. that, but it makes sense. Well done, Valtteri. I absolutely love that. So he's going to race in Singapore in September, and then he's going to travel to Belgium and he's going to cycle and then go back to Austin on the 20th of October. Can you imagine someone who races cars at extremely fast speed for a living and he's been absolutely fine, but then he injures himself on oh, a no. fucking bicycle? It would be a disaster. And ruins his whole career. It'd be awful. Bottas is a strange one. He goes so under the radar and then the only thing you ever see of him online is his R's out. Like, he's literally, he does Bottas, his calendar, which is genius, and I want one. It's I rate charity. it. It's amazing. And he's a great guy. But you almost, like, you don't really think of him as, like, I don't know. He is an F1 driver, isn't he? But he just doesn't really, you don't hear much. You don't it's really, so quiet. He loves it like that. You don't though. hear much from a lot of F1 drivers, though. Really. I mean, they do the media that they have to do. And then you've got some drivers who, you know, they like to... to be on camera a bit and, and, and you know, Lando obviously films the YouTube videos yeah. and stuff and Leclerc does like vlogs when he's back in Monaco and that but I think the nature of an F1 driver is they're so locked in. Yeah. You know, so who are you talking about recently? Um, uh, someone who like hates all the media around something. Like, like you were talking about football players oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and how like they hate doing the interviews and stuff like that and like, I completely get that. I 100% get it. Like you do, you do this you become a racing driver, not because you want to be stood in, in a media pen talking to a bunch of cameras. You yeah, do it because exactly. you love racing. So, exactly. Yeah. These people aren't built to to talk. No. They have to be taught. They have to train themselves to give certain answers a certain way. So. Which is why sometimes they say the wrong thing, which is amazing when they do. Yeah. But not I love very often, but I do race. I love the fact he's going to be racing and um, cycling as well. Very interesting for Valtteri Bottas. We know his... Girlfriend is a professional cyclist, isn't she? So, Tiffany Cromwell, yeah. I wonder who's quicker, Valtteri or Tiffany on a. It's got to be, it's got to be her. It's got to be Tiffany, hasn't it? But then is she racing or is she, is she doing like longevity? I'm not sure, but the, the one they're doing is like off roading racing. Oh, really? Yeah. So, not like road racing. Why don't we go watch Gravel. It? Shall we? Let's go watch it. With a Valtteri Bottas sign? Yeah. With our asses out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? I think we'll get nicked. If anyone wants to come, we're going to go and do that. That's going to be great. I think we'll get put in the clink if we do that. No, I haven't been to prison yet. Yet? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to one day for, for like a week or something. Yeah. But I'd like to do it for one of them shows where you're like cameraed up, mic'd up, and you're allowed out, but you live as an inmate for like a week and just get involved and see how you get on. But that's, you have a big red button you can push at any time and get out. That's all you, mate. I, I'll let you take that one. You can do that. Yeah, I'll go and do them documentaries where you go to like death row and that. I think that stuff's fascinating. What I will say is, this is Thursday's episode. Mm. And we have another episode coming out Monday morning. And then Monday, we're going to Stakes Car Launch, mate. 
We are. We and are. then that's, is that one of the first ones? And then like after that, we've just got a string of car launches, mate. So there's going to be a load of content. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be making clips about it. We're going to share our opinions on the car launches. So can't wait to dive into that next week and the week after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. This is obviously Thursday's ep. So Sunday's ep, we will film on Sunday. And then we have the big car launch. And it's going to be exciting. The season is now less than a month away. The first race is coming. Drive to Survive is yes, coming. Know, We're going to talk about that. Can't wait for the trailer to come out. We need to guess what every episode is going to be called. We did that in a couple of seasons ago. Every single one wrong. So we'll try and do better this year. But thank you for joining us in the last couple of episodes. Please do rate the podcast five stars. Hit the like button. Hit the follow button. It really helps us out. If you're a new listener, it takes two seconds. Just literally click the button and click five stars. Click follow and join us on Monday. There's episodes every Monday and every Thursday. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you guys on Monday morning. See you on Monday. See you on Monday. Have a good day at work. Yes, have a good, have a good day at work. Um, see you later. Um, wherever you're listening right now, hope you're having fun. Say it. That was a really good outro, mate. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay, it. and cut. <laughs>